mm-hmm. you, you know we were told that we weren't going to survive yeah yeah but i mean that, every, that was the the state you know yeah. the, the state violence against you the state mm-hmm. sanctioned violence everything was put in place to 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 exterminate yeah, yeah. and to and and if not physically squash your spirit you know yeah, yeah. And that that's something that that can't be underestimated you know and and the and where that that lies in, you know in in, in consciousness and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know in different generations i i have my own relationship to to that on a personal level and also just having read around epigenetics and trauma like there's been recent studies for example of survivors of the holocaust and um and their children and their children's children who who you know have no have weren't in concentration camps or weren't weren't at the site of where the violence took place but the impact of that has carried on mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i come from a culture and the peoples you know who were colonized and also experienced the partition of india which was an extremely violent act and you know millions died in that and and you know i you know that's had a direct relationship in my family and my and and the different levels of trauma and experience and 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 the work you know what what i'm trying to say is that i i can relate on so many different levels to what you're saying mm-hmm. on a personal level on an intellectual level because i've read about what can trauma can happen and also understanding historically you know what has happened mm-hmm. and but i feel when people come when i wonder for you how does it feel as an artist when audiences come and they don't have that understanding yeah what what, what do you think i mean I, do you think there needs to be do, do, do an audience have a responsibility to understand that they come and consume that work or can do they just come and consume it as a piece of art and particularly the fact is that the reality is is you know you know your work people of colour's work in general, the audiences don't always reflect us when we're making that work. You know? Yeah, 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 it's true. I, I think for me there was definitely a clear understanding early on. Um, so going back to, you know, I, I worked, started this project when I was in, in 2011, between 2011 and it, it first uh, premiered in 2013. And there was still sort of a really, and I think there still is a real strong systems of silencing has happened and continued silencing of it. So I think for me, the work uh, also acts, acts as a means of, um, you know, the different public will have different relationships to it. And I think public coming in who have little to no knowledge, um, I guess for me, yeah, the work can't, you know, isn't, can't necessarily sit on its own and, and be enough, you know, like, I think for me, it was like, thinking of bodies who are coming, who don't know, who are either, yeah, living in Canada, and just in denial, or, or just continuing to kind of not um, wake up, <laughs> mm. that hopefully a work could prompt, um, like a curiosity to kind of start to go, okay, there is, mm. There's more at depth, you know. We can't just look at the surface of, you know, what's said in the media or, or um, the larger voice in the room or who's directing the narrative of what Canada looks like, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think in that sense, yeah. What does it do to me? I don't. I mean, I think it. Um, I 
I don't know if I've looked deeply at what that might mean individual like from those individual uh, experiences of the impact on me I definitely think it's I've always felt that there's been uh, mixed reactions to the work you know mm-hmm. yeah it's stirring anger uh, it's stirring uh, deep love you know like uh, you know people think this is so necessary the deep feelings of like uh feeling a bit outside of that experience or then maybe even greatly outside of that experience mm. Mm. yeah for me I think it's about the the, the prompting of, of um, something more you know yeah and I don't know exactly does that fall on me to have to prompt more I mean I think in other framings of this work there's been typically more um, avenues of how to maybe access the work. So if it's like with other speakers or, or writings or presence of mm. uh, different bodies and conversation with the artists, you know, yeah. there's typically many avenues of how to mm. um, maybe further support that prompting and digging, you know, like the, the yeah. it's, it's like it, it starts as sort of a... Um, a center and then there's there's layers to be had with yeah. the work yeah because I, I i can i i'm listening to you and i'm thinking actually it's a real generous offering on your part as an artist mm. you're, you're you're being um i mean in, in a literal sense but also you're being you're being optimistic that the audience as you're saying you know that they 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 will they will be open come open and perhaps curious yeah and then a bare minimum yeah and that, that, and, you know that's and I, yeah, we have to have hope, don't we? We have to. <laughs> if as artists we didn't be, if we didn't come with that approach, it would be it would be very difficult. Yeah. Um, but I'm also kind of thinking here about the gains, you know. Mm, so the gains mm-hmm. of the your audience, which is predominantly white, that's the reality. Mm-hmm. The gains of also funders, yes. uh, people who program, of curators, and how you know. How as artists do we sit within that? You know, when the, the problematics of that, and also, uh, you know, there's another aspect to this question, which I'll, you know, I'll let you re- respond to that, and then I'm also thinking about your experience in sort of situations where, you know, things like residencies or things like programming, where there's an expectation to do a certain amount of labour in relation to this work, but it's not really, you know, it feels it's disproportionate. You know? uh. About the support that's given and the labour that's expected. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So there's two aspects. I hope you can separate out the two. Yeah, the gaze, so the gaze. And then, then the kind of. Learning. And you're asking what does that gaze do to me, or how does it position myself? Yeah, in any way. Interpret it in any way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think, like, sit with that question because I'm my my immediate response is I, it makes me think of um because when you sit the presenters and funders <laughs> how I felt the other day and sitting in this room where we're you know I, I, I don't remember exactly if we were somewhere between eight or ten indigenous artists asking to sit with presenters who uh, are either starting to address the questions of representation and have carving a space for indigenous artists and it literally felt like and I knew going in and maybe you know and I uh, that you're just, you know, there. 
you're asking for this like little sliver and there's this abundance you know and there's a wealth and you're asking for a sliver and it's sort of you're asking and in a way they're meeting you with a sense of like um it's almost like a disguised feeling that you are I don't know if this is true, but it's just coming out like this, true for you. <laughs> this feeling of like that you're being, uh, there's some kind of reciprocal like uh, respect of like, okay, we need this artist and, you know, they've mm. got integrity or they're hard, you know, hardworking or they follow through and they've got something like urgent to say and important and we're wanting to wake up to that so that there's something is being... Uh, delivered in like a give and take like that's what I'm saying the disguises is that there's this give and take but in fact you're doing that work in the sense of feeling like there's a level of dignity and respect but you're actually asking for a sliver yeah you know because it's not all-encompassing or it's not um the depth of the work to feel like the whole of you and your dignity is upheld, more labor on their part has to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that's what I was really seeing yesterday. And I hadn't thought about it so much about my work and the context this has uh, been shown in. Because I have had really important contexts that has shown in where I've been like floored at what has been offered in return. You know, like a, a real... Um, well, I'm thinking right off the top of my head that has stood out for a while with me is I showed it at this, um, so under the creative directorship of uh, um, artist and, and producer and programmer, uh, Jacob Bonham, and he uh, was running in 2017, it was the Yerimbois Festival, and it was a full indigenous festival. But there were so many, I have since recently written him because I said, I need to show my gratitude of, like, continued gratitude of, like, acknowledging what the fuck you did, you know, and things like making sure that they had uh, indigenous um, writers r reviewing the work. Um, he had an elders lounge, and I, I had Ocean with me at the time, who was, like, a six-month-old breastfeeding and just being with these elders, and it was a really beautiful, welcoming place. It wasn't just elders, there were children and mothers and community to really just sit with. And, yeah. and then you could be in dialogue about your work. Uh, he also had these fireside talks so people could have these continued conversations and indigenous food and like things that just like on all levels yeah, yeah. where you were just like, this is, this is what it means to have your work supported oh, and like the reciprocal of my labor and then and it definitely was a labor i saw and see because mm. i have yeah oh that's beautiful so it has sat in some really beautiful places but it's it's definitely you know generally speaking and especially the world of contemporary dance it's very uh there's the cusp of um the elitism and that's i think that's something too i've i've like in recent years been struggling with and kind of trying to i guess you know that part of i mentioned to you this i don't know if i did actually i i 
built, uh, I did a more installation piece uh, recently and, and, and working a bit too with trying to bridge my medium so I'm not just, it's not just, I don't like labeling it contemporary arts, but worked more in a multi... Is that the Meijin? Well, no, yeah. uh, it's a, it's a, where I started to think more about this, uh, more um, deliberately of like, how is my work being accessed into to uh, which um, communities and art goer communities, you know, because yeah. contemporary dance is very, I, it was, I heard some, this artist tell me and uh, I thought it was, I was like, wow, that's so true. She just, there was no natural uh, public or, or community of contemporary dance. It's all like sort of custom made, you know, it's not like going, if you, if you've ever gone to like a powwow or um, sort of like a celebrated art, uh, traditional dance forms where there's just like, there's community, there's food, there's people there. It's like, you don't have to sell it. You don't have to sell mm -hmm. tickets or it's mm -hmm. just, there's a natural organic yeah. public that comes and gathers, you know, and, and contemporary dance doesn't have that. But yeah, a few years ago, I, um, and actually this is the, the piece I did in collaboration with Stefan. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, it was around the, the pregnancy of ocean, but just starting to think about um, different spaces and ways my for work to be accessed. And you know, I've always worked, as you can see, native girl, like a lot of textures and material. Mm -hmm. And and I was just starting to think of this idea of like, okay, well, how can I kind of dissect sort of the framing of like a performance but put it into um like have them like still kind of feel this through line of maybe my narrative or, or a narrative that i'm manifesting but not just residing in the form of a performance and so i we it, and it was over a number of months that the project was was birthed but it was really with this idea of i wanted pablo to have more of an immersive experience be mm. in close proximity and so building these small little installations where mm. there's texture and audio and then there's an element of performance where my body is sort of in the space and but that public can come and go as they want like this idea of that public can if they want to sit for three minutes with the material and leave it's not a predetermined amount of time oh. or if they want to come and spend half a day and come back again later on like that they're and it's not just about like this idea of durational work but that it's it's material that has that just felt more like accessible i guess you know because mm. not everyone is um maybe like stimulated or or feels like um like being evocative by through through performance you mm. know because sometimes it is just really uh, almost alienating you know yeah i have yeah. felt that way and I, I come from that that world or that medium and i've mm -hmm. sat in shows where i'm like this work just feels so alienating to yeah. me you know yeah. so what is that access point and mm -hmm. so i think that was part of that piece was just trying to think of yeah multiple ways of, of being able to come into a work and maybe like and having that choice of do I go am I am I gonna stay for a moment or do I want to you know sit mm -hmm. with the audio or the physical objects yeah 
for a long period of time or not. And that That's really feels interesting. liberating, yeah. I guess. I, I, the idea of choice. Yeah. Know, it, it, um, you know, I'm thinking about native girl syndrome, for example, um, which, you know, if, you know if, if it was, if that was something that an audience could come and come and go, you know, if, if I would feel really, uh, I would find that so problematic, uh-huh. you know, because it's like you're, the performers and the piece is, they're going through so much, so how dare you leave uh-huh, you know, when uh-huh, they're going uh-huh. for that labour. But the idea of like something that's been designed to kind of, for you to choose, you know, like yeah. whatever, you, whatever narrative you disclose in whatever mm-hmm. you show, but you could choose how much you want. That's, you're coming from two very different places that there's one, one absolutely yeah that's really yeah it's quite interesting well in native girl syndrome the there was a real purposeful choice in the crafting of it of going this is like a image or a moment that our gaze has like this uh, quick muscle reflex of just we'll consider it for like a moment and then that's it mm. you know and i think that was sort of okay, this is part of my, you know, legacy of, of trauma that I carry in my, my bones and my, it's going to go on, that I didn't want it to just, uh, I felt like there's, yeah, a purposeful choice of like, we have to sit with it and mm-hmm. we have to kind of, and it is uncomfortable, but this is not something to just gloss over and, and like yeah. slap it up into another, uh, like, like resolution of some inquiry or, or you know, it, it is. And that and that's the sickening thing too, is like of, of Turtle Island, Canada is, um, you know, sure there's been like this, this breaking or this, this silence is broken for residential school survivors, but it it's not profound in the way of really understanding the depth of the acute trauma because it's not just in survivors bodies but it's in communities and kinships and family and offspring and continued mm. offspring and 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 that's the 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 like what is that word the it's not residue but the um like the ongoing effects is so it's not something that anyone's paying note to or putting actual care into mm. there's no care towards it mm. You know, and I think that's why it's. There had been criticism of the piece showing, you know, something that's not hopeful, but I think for me it's like, well, the resilience is a is sure we can call it hope, but resilience to me is is like a form of, it, it it's like a vibrancy that, um, like allows for um, <laughs> that enables like you to survive something or or to. Um, I don't know I guess for me it was that feeling of like we have to sit in that discomfort in order to um, understand the responsibility for the future and if I'm just you know accepting that you know my grandmother's story wasn't didn't come in this like it didn't end in this like hopeful Way I don't want to gloss over that. But what, for who? Yeah, for who? absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that 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 bur- that weight 
that question, that burden being placed on you as an artist about, you know, it's not hopeful. Is that your job? Is that your job to, you know, you with you're expressing a truth. It's not even a fiction. It's not a fiction. You know, it's not even like a personalized truth. That those bodies. And the trauma they faced in native girl syndrome that's that's a reality mm. so uh, for someone to respond to that and say actually there's no hope in that how can you narrate something with an element of hope in it overtly that they you know if they can't read the resilience as hope the fact that these bodies still survive and are continuing and have, have found little moments of joy and relief yeah you know in the I just think, like, is it your responsibility? Like, what, what, you know, you don't necessarily have to answer that, but I think it's interesting that the burden that's being placed on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Or the, 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 there's a level of, like, needing to um, edit the, uh, like, the artistry at play, like, sort of that thing of, um, it's almost like it was delivered in a way of expectation. Like, this should be hopeful because... And it's interesting because I, I go, well, but any, everyone's entitled to their opinion, of course, you know, like for sure I love seeing a show that's mm. potentially hopeful, but I don't know if that's a work that stirs me into taking action or, or mm. taking, prompting me to like, um, like address the wounds in a deeper way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think... Yeah. And I don't know, I'm not, I didn't write that show of hope, do you know what I mean? And that's, that's the thing, yeah. it's like, it's, 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 it's a work that is, um, I don't know, I think it, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's difficult to respond to that because it's not, I don't think I've ever, um, like, that's a very bold uh, action to take, you know, like, yeah. To just say, well, why, you know, why was it, uh, why was your book so sad or something? You know, like it's, yeah. it's, um, you're having this moment to, to connect to someone's, uh, what I think is kind of like livelihood, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, um, it's fine to, to constructively criticize, but I think it's another to sort of, expect the ending to be something different than is what is innate to that mm-hmm. that that artist's expression yeah you know it's a, it's a little bit uh i don't know what the word is um well it definitely t- it's like takes you aback because you're just like okay well yeah. i don't think that is my job absolutely you know yeah, yeah. but lara i wonder you know that question of like you know why isn't there hope in this does the does the um, the weight of that question change if it's asked by a white audience member or like an indigenous person? Well, I've had it asked by both, mm. you know, and I think the I think that the position of that question has a different intention when asked, you know, by uh, a white person versus not native person like yeah that's from my experience i think the the position of the intention of that question is different for mm. sure because i feel like i guess the feeling i had and again you know i i can't really speak for the voices who asked 
but I can maybe give like my impression of it and that's definitely not an absolute but it's like my my impression of when someone non-native asked me that question oh was there hope it I felt a little bit of this like I guess my feeling is like oh you don't get it you know like you you're kind of you just don't you want like in like and again I kind of chop it up as like yeah that's like what Canada continues to want to give off its message is that things are better you know and I believe we all have to think things will get better it's part of the like endurance and resilience of of surviving a, a trauma and the, the ongoing like effects of genocide you know and, and practices of extermination mm. we do need hope mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I think what I understood the take back was it felt more a feeling of like they wanted the, the gloss over version because somehow it, it you know it maybe it gets rid of the white guilt or the again like upholding the status quo of what Canada wants to continue to do right mm -hmm. that's how I framed it yeah and I think uh, the indigenous woman saying there's no hope or there was no hope for me I ended up I, I had well there I had a couple people react that way and one woman I actually had the privilege to like deepen the conversation on that with you know and I was able to say well the the for me the resilient you know and I talked about the resilience of the bodies and that um and where I felt there was hope in the work you know like that that action of of the indigenous flag being laid and the animals coming out and being placed to me that was like like that's a provocation and a statement in itself of like kind of going back to the land and the territory and like there being images of hope and and it was interesting how you said too the like the release and the that tension of being uh like suffocating and then the the, the release and i think that is you know mm. all addicts do have hope they continue and they it's like even to uh, you know, I saw that with, with my grandmother till the bitter end, even if her, her quality of life was... Yeah. The know. next high is, uh, is hope. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, and, and for me too, and the, uh, the relation alcohol. those women had to the buggies, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. it was they still, yeah. there was like the, the resilience and the, the hope and, and like, like it's linked to their memories and their stories and their yeah. i felt it there but it definitely isn't on this like spectrum of um what does it look like that's the other yeah thing. yeah the you know the nuances like, of it yeah and what does hope look like when 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 you are brutalized and yeah. you are in that space right? yeah yeah and, and, and actually it's hope is subtle it's not these it's not a hollywood hope yeah, you know, it's yeah. not. It's not like the nationalistic hope that Canada or no. any colonial power, like transposes upon. Yeah. you know, colonized bodies. It's actually, you know, something quite subtle and it's personalized and it's, it's it's something that we, ha uh, you know, I think we have to manufacture every day. We don't know what it's going to look like. It's going to mm. be different every day. Mm -hmm. And I also wonder, like, you know, when 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 you know, I know in, in that case it was a. An indigenous person who asked you that question is, uh, 
but I'm thinking about like in other situations where you know um, people of colour um, you know approach other people of colour artists and ask similar sorts of questions I'm thinking like why is that bothering you what is it because you you're the gate you're thinking about the white people who are watching it yeah you what, what you, you're thinking about the impression it leaves them with yeah I think there are some of that. on so many levels you know yeah 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 I definitely think that that was um the concern uh, in a way too is these are the images that are being left with the international white gaze mm. and they're going to walk away with uh, those perceptions, you know, mm. where in fact the work's challenging those perceptions and stereotypes and trying to ask you to look deeper into, you know, the colonial impacts of um. trauma, you know. And I think, you know, in, in I guess that I understand that when you're saying you're operating on all these levels and I think definitely... Um, Spaces, places, all of this always informs of how, yeah, the work is like cared and mothered and tended to, and you have to have this ability to, um, yeah, have like those deep considerations for all those things. And I think, you know, the the challenge of being in Edinburgh uh, for me was that um, there was a little bit of this work coming in under the guise of this is a retrospective some of Laura's body of work, right? So looking at past, present, and future and how more recent work is, is more focused on, um, like, I mean, they all have resilience, but this to me is maybe in more forms of, um, like, obvious uh, resilience in a way of, that's maybe more relatable, of like, in, in the sense of, like, laughter, you know, and, and joy and that, but they're not disconnect from trauma, you know, they really interplay with each other. And yeah, so I think the challenge was that the the curatorial idea of that sounds actually really great, you know, and that, that there's this journey and through line and experience of seeing, um, you know, the, the seeds of those works and, um, and going through that, you know, not just as an artist, but as like... Um, you know, having spectators who would, uh, a lot of people came to multiple works, you know, so they're kind of getting, I felt like I, what I got from some of, um, and I'm speaking of presenters, because that's a lot of also the meetings I've had and, and reflections I've had with um, um, people here in, in Scotland and UK, is this notion that they're not just seeing a work and having this judgment of you know one work being all of my identity or all of who I am or all representation of they're seeing an I feel like they've experienced uh, an artist you know they're saying okay we see you have you know we have we've seen these three works but you also have a big body of work and we're kind of starting to like get an anchor of mm. the work I create and the approach I have and the way I yeah so I found that interesting because where I'm in the context of something that feels very transactional and kind of commercial and this notion of like selling work, mm -hmm. <laughs> which kind of, I was already a little bit wise, indigenous contemporary scene coming here in that really colonial sort of market. 
And those were conversations we were having like pre all the time with the team. I think the, yeah, as vulnerable as it was to show three works that kind of in different ways floated, I did feel um, a sense of, you know, not all voices, not all eyes, but some eyes coming to me and just saying, ah, like we, we see, you know, we're seeing, they're not just seeing, they're not just seeing, oh, I see that work and I understand it, but they're seeing um, like these layers. Thank mm -hmm. you.